0: Welcome back everybody, this is Chapter Three, First Adventure of Supernatural Academy by the author Maria Grant. Again, if you're ever interested in supporting this artist, please continue to listen to this podcast, share it. Um, if you're listening on Apple, like it, um, and continue just to promote this artist, please. I really love it. Um, it's a really good book so far. If you haven't listened to chapters one and two, please go back and listen to one and two um, so you don't get confused. But again, this is chapter three called First Adventure. The book is Supernatural Academy by the author Maria Grant. It's been two weeks since the move to this new town and is currently the first day of classes That means it's now August 17th, and even though 17 days have passed, somehow Kaya still doesn't feel prepared for the day. At the moment, Kaya's dressed in her navy blue uniform plated skirt, with her white button-up tucked in. She's opting for no blazer today due to the heat. Kaya knows she should be more prepared for today, given the fact that she has everything she needs, but she still feels so overwhelmed. And nothing seems quite real yet. It hasn't sunk in that she is experiencing this life-altering revelation. And part of her feels like she's going to wake one moment and realize that this has some been some sort of dream that occurred because of bad tuna fish. Can't be real. Her dad can't be dead. She can't be a magical supernatural creatures can't exist. Yet, here she is. One good thing about all of this is that her mother settling in, okay? Her mother, Mrs. Cotel, is now living on the property with the other supernatural family members. Actually, if anyone is a supernatural and they need a safe haven... They are welcome to live on the property, work on the property, as well as their families. Kaya feels like the idea of this safety net for her mother, who's already making friends and joining the crochet club, apparently, it's it's been good for her. Amy has also started working on the research department for the school. Kaya's happy for her mother, even though she's a bit confused herself right now. She sighs, and she tries to get rid of all of her doubts. She knows her way around campus. She's prepared for this. She, she's she got this. It's going to be a great day. She knows where she's going and what she needs to do. Looking into the mirror, she shuffles her damp hair and puffs out a breath. Even with a uniform on, she still feels plain in comparison to everyone else at the school. No matter, she grabs her bag and her, bag, or her books and heads out the door on the seat Sophie Popper head of her bedroom. Toothbrush and mouth. Can you make up twin, please? Sophie mumbles a request behind the object in her mouth. Kaya chuckles and says yes as she makes a detour to the bedroom two doors down. She raps gently, only to hear no response. So she pushes it open and is shocked as to what she sees. Angris' head is seen and he's wrapped around another figure that looks way too large to be a female. Kaya gasps, and Anders blinks, green eyes staring at her in confusion. Morning, Anders yawns. Hi, Kaya squeaks. Sophie said I should wake you, but I didn't know you had company. Kofi eyes the body, covered by the blanket, and Anders stares in confusion before chuckling. Like what? He actually startled that. He's actually startled that Kaya would think he would allow anyone to spend the night with him. This is just Reed, he says, like it's obvious. Kaya's eyes widen further, and Anders realizes his mistake. I'm not one to judge. Kaya backs up like she's about to bolt. Wait, no! Anders tries to justify, but it's too late. Kaia is out of the room and barely down the stairs before Anders can even say anything. Feeling defeated, he slumps back in his bed and scowls at his twin brother. Hmm. Reed groans and blinks. As blinks behind him, blinks and reaches behind him to smack Anders. Stop talking. Anders reaches over and flicks Reed on the nose. thus waking that brother up fully. Get up, Anders demands as he heads over to his other room. Why are you abusing this early in the morning? Reed complains as he starts to tug his pillow somewhere. I don't have any morning classes like you do. Get up and go downstairs to explain to Kaya that we are not having some incestuous relationship. Anders demands as he storms out of the bedroom with a towel in hand. Reid rubs his nose in confusion before flipping the covers off of him. He has no idea what his brother's on about, but he decides in the angry Anders there's no way to start the morning, even if it was his brother's fault for climbing in his bed in the first place. Being obedient... He heads downstairs to the second bathroom to brush his teeth quickly, then strolls down the stairs to see a blushing Kaya eating toast while listening to the news talk about a missing 22-year-old man. Hey, he waves as he rubs his bare stomach. Hi, Kaya squeaks in return, and even Reed has to chuckle a bit. Sorry, none of us are morning people, Reed explains. And Aaron's was only my bed because I boost his ability. That's one of the perks about yours and my ability. Since we can channel so much energy, we can transfer that energy to other people. Thus, we can increase others' abilities as well as our own. Kaya drops the last bit of toast as her jaw opens. It makes a lot more sense now. I get it. She nods, says Anders gets visions when he's asleep He slept in your bed so he could boost his dreams She wants to make sure she has it all correct Reed nods at her and feels at ease about the situation That would be correct, Reed agrees Everyone in the house is so used to it, we didn't think to forewarn you Kaya shows her understanding and finishes her toast What was his dream about, do you know? Kaya inquires as she places her napkin in the trash bin. She's always been a curious one. Uh, no idea. Reed goes and sits up on the kitchen counter, letting his long legs swing. He won't tell me what he's been dreaming about, but it's been bothering him, which can only mean it's something serious. Reed admits his concern, brown on his face. Kaya's brows furrow. Uh, can't Malcolm read minds? She ponders out loud. Oh, yeah degrees, but he promised never to read our thoughts without our permission. So, that's a big no-go. Oh, is all Kaya can simply say before Sophie is bouncing down the stairs. She enters the kitchen and Kaya raises a brow. Sophie is wearing black form-fitting slacks with a white button-up that hangs over her pants. The top two buttons are undone and she has on a long red tie. Her purple and brown hair... Is laid flat down her back as her makeup seems to make her look like an Instagram filter. Alright, Sophie is now ready so we can leave troops. Sophie announces as she raised her right fist. Re looks to Kaya and gives her a wink. Sophie. How many times have I told you not to use your name in third person? Re teasingly cautions her. Sophie pokes out her bottom lip and pouts. But it's fun. She whines in return. I feel like one of those girls you're watching your anime. Reese shakes his head and fine. Cool. Kaya beams as she grabs her backpack and places on her shoulder. I'm a fan of Minga, but it sucks I can't read Japanese, so I have to wait for the translations. Reed beams at this. Merely glad he has someone who understands and appreciates his different likes. I'm fluent in the language. Reed, less I know. Come up to my room tonight and I can show you some of my stuff. Kaya nods, smile crossing her lips in untamed excitement. Just as Reed offers this, Declan strolls down the steps in sweatpants, a mischievous smile on his face. Look at my boy trying to pull the new girl, Declan taunts as he jumps up on the counter as well. Sophie rolls her eyes and grabs a hold of Kaya's hand. Bye, Reed. Sophie yells over her shoulder and she flings the two of them to the safety of outside. Kaya's laughing softly as she struggles to keep up with the brisk walk. The two of them walk in relative silence the entire way, only making small talk about various clubs the school has to offer. Sophie doesn't really start talking again until they head to the chapel where the freshman and new student assembly is being held. The room is massive, like everything else on campus, naturally. The chapel is inside the main building on the third floor and looks like something out of a brochure. There are massive rows of red pews and the band seems to have a setup in the left-hand corner of the stage. In the dead center of the stage are more pews for a choir and a stand for when someone is speaking. Currently, the pews are packed tight with various boys and girls, all looking of different backgrounds and sizes. Up front is a tall, light-skinned woman with fair skin, forest green eyes, long, armor brown hair, and a thin frame. While her eyes seem kind, she quietly screams authority as she raises a single hand to alert silence. Welcome new and returning freshman students. The woman's voice echoes in the microphone, filling the room with her vivacious tone. I am your headmistress, Mrs. Gard, and I am glad to see so many new faces here at Wellington Oaks. Mrs. Gard proceeds to gesture to the room. I want each of you to look to your right and then to your left These are the faces of your fellow classmates and hopeful long-time friends. We are all in this together. We are all alike, and we will all become family. The assembly drones on like this for 45 minutes. Kaya listens with mouth agape as she learns Sophie is the headmistress's daughter. Kaya also learns that once a month, there is a get-together for all creatures to unite and fellowship as one. Some more information includes some more information includes curfew being midnight and there is a no bullying policy on campus. There's a lot of other information provided, but Kaya's head is too busy swarming with new information to even process it properly. Your first class was canceled for this assembly. Please head to second period now. The headmistress warns that. As all students begin to get up at once. Now Kaya understands why Sophie had them sitting near the exit. They're the first ones to bolt out of the mad dash. My mom managed to make it so we have all our classes together except for our breakout sessions. Sophie explains the students bump into them while on the way to various classes. Kaya tries to listen to her new friend but her ears keep tuning into other people's conversations instead. For example, some girl named Ashley just got a tongue piercing and some gang named Robert lied about losing his virginity this summer. What's the breakout session? Kaya asks dumbly as she finally tunes back into Sophie. All supernatural creatures from all grace get sectioned off by their abilities in order to learn control. Sophie explains, for instance, werewolves together, vampires together, however it's different for us because we're magicals, so we get sectioned off by our individual abilities, so you'll be in a class with Reed, Sophie goes on, Kaya hums and grabs her shoulder as a girl rams into it hard, oops, sorry, The young-looking teen says mockingly. She has off white-colored skin with regular deep brown eyes and brown hair to match. She giggles behind her hand, and Sophie lifts up a lip in a snarl. Did you miss the part about no bullying allowed on campus? Sophie squints her eyes in distaste. Then again, I'm sure your father will love to hear about how his darling princess got expelled because she couldn't resist being such a cunt. I'm the headmistress's daughter, you know. Kaya's eyes go wide and her jaw opens in surprise at the insult. The girl provides the two of them with her middle finger before sashing away. Ignore her. Sophie waves her hand in dismissal. Where was Hades? So have heard. Kaya states numbly as she heads into her first class wondering what she's got herself into.